Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? There we go. That's more of a guttural. It's a, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going, like you just punched in the esophagus. It's more of a, white. There we go. Um, damn, we're almost at the end, man. This is, was it seven and eight? I, I yeah, I actually we just watched seven eight. I seven eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I actually looked at Tara when it ended, and I was like, man, I don't want this shit to end. Man, dude. Man. Uh, what'd you think? Your assessment. Man, I thought and, I thought these were great. Of course, I'm gonna go to the same thing everybody else is saying, and I and I I am not going I don't want to spend all day on that, but the the Jordan, the self-realization. But we gotta save that. Yeah, we I wanna say that. that. But all that that whole <laughs> all that shit was just it I really felt for the on this episode made me feel like I, I was not I felt like in this last ep- these last two we got more of a real like we really peeked in like I really got to see inside what was really going on not just with Jordan with everybody's really coming out and I think that's how they that's how they put it, a testament to the editing how they put it together that we're getting Go ahead. I was just going to say dude I was just going to say the way they ended that episode with fucking MJ and I don't want to get into it cuz then I'll get into it but I just want to say what you just said. The editing. Yeah. The way they fucking edited that. Oh, God. Let me go to the beginning. Because, um, of course, this covered Jordan's retirement uh, and the ba- first yeah. time. Yeah. And retirement and, and his and, new and, career. And, and, yeah. And the baseball. And, you know, again, when people talk about GOAT status... Who's better, LeBron or Jordan? This is what I'm saying. Of all the ingredients, stats, athleticism, blah, 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 blah. Impact. Impact. When Michael Jordan, and I didn't even notice till they showed this documentary. When Michael Jordan was announcing his retirement, did you, did you see the cutaway shots? 
people in the streets. Oh yeah. Schools with a TV monitor. Yeah. Fucking this was news. This was and look in, in terms of perspective, we're talking about a game. To my athletes. This it ain't it ain't fucking like when the space shuttle in the eighties exploded. People lost their lives. And we ain't talking about nine eleven when the planes crashed into the buildings. This was history, life changing course shit. So in perspective, we're talking about a game. We're talking about athletes. Fine. But with that being said, parts of the world stood still. When Magic announced he had HIV, it was the same thing. Yeah. Impact. LeBron don't have that. Now, anything short of him dying, like when Kobe got rest his soul, the world stopped. But that's death. Anything short of death, I don't see LeBron going, I'm retiring, and the world stops. I think it's also that when you where 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 the LeBron rah rah guys come into this and um it's a different time and what i will say about that time that was different is when we watched mike play basketball we knew at that time and this and and what and this is also something that people who are from right now have to understand the people who watch mike weren't just uh spectators People who watched Mike were also other athletes that played football, that played baseball, that played mm-hmm. hockey, were all, <clears throat> all fans. Because what was happening at that time is we were watching someone that was at the best, the, at the apex of the game. You couldn't get better than that. That was the best you could be. And so when they say this is bigger, faster, stronger now, that may be different in the fact that there are people, uh, a game – Kobe was able to kind of to do what Mike's game was. You can do that, but the blueprint, the layout, the testament to the body, the skill, we watched it already. No one can ever do that because he hit it. He was the top. That was the best you could be as an athlete. The artistry. Yeah. It, it, it was, it, it, I heard people compare him. What, what's the fucking ballet, the famous? Uh, Barishnikov. Barishnikov. Mikhail Barishnikov. They said he, they, they used Mikhail Barishnikov. They said Babe Ruth. Anytime people talked about Mike, it was ref- in reference to the best of other people at their field. Until it eventually became, people would go, he's the Michael Jordan of. She's the Michael Jordan of. He became such the standard that people stopped comparing him to Barishnikov and fucking Babe Ruth. And he, and he stood on his own. He was the apex. They showed, He's the, the apex. They showed the girl crying. Crying. I don't see tears full of bronze. Well, it's, that's not even important. Really, it's not it important. Is. No, because it, it is. Because it hasn't happened. The fact is, he was on the level of when you saw people crying, it's the same level as when the Beatles would arrive. The Rolling Stones would arrive. Uh, who's the biggest names that you could think of in, in any, any field, any field, whatever the field is, he, like you just said, he set the standard where it was, you're the Jordan of that. It was no longer, you're the best at baseball. You're the best. You were, you became, when you were the best, you were the Jordan of baseball. How do you get to be the Jordan? How do you in baseball 
have to achieve a status of a basketball player because he wasn't just the best basketball player. He was the best at athletics that we've ever seen. <clears throat> the, the, only, the only superstar that I ever saw at that level, another field, but that level, MJ to MJ. Michael Jordan was Michael Jackson level. Yeah. It, 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 just, it was Michael Jackson-like. When they showed the, re- the, 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 the people respond as he would step out into the public, screams, people running after him, people crying. That's, that's, I think Charles Barkley said it on one of my favorite sports docs when they did the Dream Team. And Charles was like, man, I've been around other celebrities, kings, queens, dignitaries. I've never seen people respond the way they do to other people like they do Michael. People lose their mind when they see him. That is a testament to what, how great you are at what you do. That you, you, you just you floor people. I've never seen Jerry Seinfeld so humbled. Yeah. Well, when you say that, too, you got to understand, and I, I think this is where this comes from, uh, sports, acting, whatever you do that you're the best at what you do. Um, Ali is the one that comes to my mind when you think about how many people he could bring out and watch him. But Ali uh, in boxing was a box. Not everybody has the opportunity to box and understand what that's like, to take a punch from someone and, and be able to uh, keep your head together and still know what the next move is. I take this punch. I move this way. I, that's very few people do that. Very few people actually play football. Very few people actually play any baseball. You need multiple people to play baseball. You can pitch, you can catch, you can throw, but to play everybody in their life, most everybody, I would say in their lifetime, especially here in America has been able just to walk up, grab a basketball and there's a hoop there and you don't need anybody else. You know what it is to dribble, to run, right? You know what it is to do a layup, to shoot a three-point or a deep shot, let's say. So you know how difficult that game is. I think that he was able to show everybody, because if you know how difficult it is, and you've touched the ball, you've touched the, you touched you thrown a ball against the backboard, and you watched him do it like no one else ever did. You, you were, We were watching games. No one was doing what he did, and you could relate to it in a little bit because you've done that, and you know how difficult that is, and he made the difficult look easy. Right. <clears throat> and you could relate to it that uh, little uh, bit. Right. Uh, what, what did you think when, uh, you know, he, he went to go play baseball? Were you, were you, did you think it was a joke? No, you know, and, and I guess this goes to what really that, that episode was about. You know, we were bombarded with so much media because we didn't have, uh, could you imagine if we did have social media then? How many articles, all this uh, junior home investigations of people saying, just talking shit about why I was out. But, you know, we were shifting through, you know, his dad's death, his gambling, was it connected, uh, irresponsible writers. Because we, we, uh, And this is the difference, too. Back then, when someone was published in a, in a, in a newspaper, we took that seriously because it wasn't everybody who could do that. Now anybody can get and, you know, self-publish themselves on the Internet. This was a, right. this was sponsored by a magazine, so you took some of these opinions a little bit more seriously, a lot more seriously, I should say, actually. So we were, you know, I was struggling with that. Like, what is his gambling problem? 
and the way they sold it, you were like, man, is this, is this it? I mean, how horrible would it be uh, if that was your dad? And, uh, you know, they sold it as his gambling problems caused his dad's death. And, and then when you, we find out it didn't, uh, then other stories, uh, David Stern had him suspended him. That was a very common story, and that's why we thought he was going to baseball. So we didn't get to just go, this guy walked away from it to go play a different sport. I, I don't think that if you really go back to that time, we didn't get to feel it as this guy might have an opportunity to go do something different. And also because Mike had always talked about, and I said this, I think in the previous episode, you would hear about him. I'm going to play the senior tour. I'm going to be a golfer on the senior tour. So we knew we had other interests in sports. What I didn't know when I was watching this is hearing uh, coaches and Jerry Reinsdorf say that, that he actually, if he would have stuck with it, that they think he could have played in uh, in, in Major League Baseball, that he could have played pro. I never heard that. Well, before. I mean, right. I, I actually, I actually had heard that before. But you know, listen. Just because you're good at one thing, don't mean you'll be good at something else. But because I'm not an athlete, I, I never have been close to being an athlete. I had always wondered that if you are a superior athlete. And this sounds ignorant because I don't know, so I'm speaking on turn. Running is running. Jumping is jumping. Um, if you do something long enough, wouldn't you acclimate to some degree? Dude, don't you? I guess acclimate's a good word, but I, I think when you look at the skill set and what Michael Jordan talked about when he said, uh, I was in baseball shape. I wasn't in basketball shape. It's a different set of muscles. Man, when you go and you see somebody who's an athlete – and still even playing a game, playing the game, uh, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's uh, hockey, whatever their sport is, and they have to go into the pitching mound and throw the ball? How stupid have some of these athletes looked? Well, I, I, MJ's the only athlete that I've seen do that. I've seen a lot of no, I'm just talk- other celebrities, and they look terrible. Well, I've but seen. He looked like he knew what he was doing. You no, know, he did. What I'm just saying is, it's a different muscle group. It's a different way that you use your body in every one of these sports. So the transition isn't just I'm a, I'm an athlete and I can go do this from this. I mean, in high school, there's a lot of uh, a lot of athletes that play three sports, two sports, and and then they go to college and there might be one or two sports. But really, it's it's a focus and it's muscle memory and it's about developing. And, and I think he says it best. You know, I developed my body to play basketball. I had to go back in the gym and become a basketball player. And having the, having the guy, his uh, trainer, to get his – and they talked about it. What You know, you use different muscles. You're using your shoulders, using your up that you don't use when you, the same way when you play baseball. I thought that was all really valid, and it, he hadn't played for 15 years baseball, so that muscle memory is completely gone from when he played baseball to uh, developing that body. And they said the reason I thought I heard that he wasn't, they didn't think of him as a major league prospect is because he had some hitting problems. But then I looked at his hitting numbers, and then he hit 202. That's not, for someone who hasn't played, <laughs> who hasn't played baseball at all, and he's hitting 202. That's pretty amazing. I, I think he could have picked up his uh, his, his hitting. Um, you know, and I'm so glad they and, and I'm sure there's still some stupid ass conspiracy theorists that still believe what they believe. But I'm glad they addressed the whole his father gambling death. 
suspension thing. Like, because I'm sitting there, even when people were saying that, even when I would argue with people today, they would go, man, he got his dad killed. They say it like they're reporters. They say it like it's factual. Motherfucker, that's speculation. You don't know that. Well, we know now it wasn't. I mean, they actually caught the guys that did it. They confessed to doing it. They said why they did it. So uh, that's, I just can't imagine. And this is the, this is the more hurtful part when you're sitting on the sofa, if you remove yourself. And as I said, you start thinking about it from other perspectives, being Michael Jordan, having the apex of the career, three championships. No one else has done that since the Celtics. Three championships in a row. Not in a row. No, no one ever did it. Celtics they were the got first. In a row? Nope. That's what Mike's drive was. He had told the guy, remember, he told the guy, he said, I would be playing baseball now. When Bill the only Bru- reason why I'm doing it is because I haven't done what Mer- Magic and Bird have done, which is win three in a row, and I got to finish the Olympics. Magic and Bird, but I think Bill Russell won three in a row. That was at a different time. Well, he won, he won 11. Yeah, so I think he ran, did three in a row at one point. Uh, yeah, but nobody counts that like that. Okay, I'm still, I'm still putting out the actual stats. But anyway. I don't even know if he did it, but go ahead. But to play uh, at that level, to win the way he won, and to want to move away from the game, and then your dad dies, and now you have to deal with this bullshit on top of it? I mean, he had, I think baseball, I, I, I think he was fortunate that he had already made that decision. He went to go play baseball. Because I'm going to say this, I don't think there's another championship that next year. I don't, there's no four in a row for him. You don't I, think so? No, not with his dad's death, the media, everything that's going on around him. Uh, not loving the game. Trying to find that love for the game again. I, I, don't, think there's, I don't think there's a fourth one. I, I think that that is if, if, his, if his father doesn't die, does he win four? Possibly. Then I think it's possible because then it's just about whether he can convince himself that people are talking shit about him and he needs to he he needs to to ruin them. That and and I love that. I mean, some people think that's mean, but how else do you pick yourself up for a game that you that you just said? I, I traveled. I've been in the hotel. I've been here all day. I'm tired. I'd rather spend this time with my family. And pick yourself up for a game other than to give yourself a reason to go just get in someone and ruin their day. Well, well, from a history standpoint, sports-wise, no one's ever won four. So it would have been great to see him pull off a four-peat. Yeah, but I I don't think that – I really don't think that that was in there. I think that it was the best thing that he did. He went and played played baseball. I'd love – and and if you were one of those – what was the the Barons? If you're one of the Barons players, you know he bought. This is the, some of the stuff that I haven't seen in there. He bought the bus that they toured because they had a shitty bus. Well, I I knew that from the thirty for thirty. Jordan rides the bus, right? And so yeah, he did, did you ever see that? No, I didn't see that one. But yeah. I I did know he bought the bus because he couldn't go on that old shitty bus that that the minor league team like that had. So he bought a nice right. bus. I mean, it had to be great for those guys. And I think when you see him, and I think that that is true. Jordan in baseball got to be one of the guys. And I think that was needed at the time. He didn't have to be the guy. He got to be right. one of the guys. It was on right. someone else's shoulders. How nice, how nice when you're dealing with uh, what you're dealing with, your dad's passing, all the media spec, and, and, you, don't, and you don't have to come out and still be the, the guy. He got right. to let everybody else have that 
and he got to just be excited about a new venture, playing, being challenged in ways that he hadn't been challenged before. I think it's pretty amazing. I think that's, I, I think that other than his dad passing, I think if you go back, if his dad didn't pass, I think that would be one of the best times in his life. If he could, if he, if it wasn't for his dad's passing. Do you think it was petty of him when Sports Illustrated said bag it, Michael, him not talking to them? Nah, no, nah, for the reasons that he said. It wasn't an article about Michael, uh, about Michael Jordan. It was a slam piece against him. They didn't, they didn't interview him. They didn't right. ask him any questions. They put it out purposely just to shit on him because they could. Right. Hey, right. so why, why wouldn't you, uh, why wouldn't I mean we're we're talking about a person that that holds grudges for whatever reason he needs to hold grudges. I, I think he puts them in a filing cabinet so that he can pull them out when he needs them. Uh, and, and why wouldn't you hold that grudge? They didn't come to you. They didn't write an article about you. They just wanted to fucking throw you under the bus, right? And and my thinking was, if he's been, well, I mean it's business, but if he's been loyal enough to you, because he don't have to ever do articles with nope. you. Nope. But if he's been loyal enough with you to grant you articles and access to him throughout his career, why would you do that? To sell a fucking magazine? I, I think it's easy for, for uh, magazines, uh, networks, to forget sometimes, especially when you know he's not the number one player in the world. Uh, but they forget that he was still the person that didn't need them. I mean, most athletes need the magazines, the networks to promote them, to make them uh, so that they can achieve their level of success. But I think that like Sports Illustrated, because they've been around so long, they were the magazine. They're the top of that game at the time. They forgot they needed him. Right. Because he didn't need them. He was he's done. He's set. He's you're going to sell more magazines because he's on the cover. You're not going to become more popular because you got on the cover of, of S.I. Right, right, right. And, and you, they need to remember shit like that. Dude, I'm going to tell you, if I, was, if I was one of the dudes that killed his pops and then learned whose pops I killed, I would have been shitting my pants. Because I would have been thinking, this nigga got so much money, he might pay to have me get killed. Like, like I, I, and, you know, of course, Michael wouldn't do that because if he got caught, that's, it's over. But I'm just like, dude, you you fucked with whose father? Woo. And I got to think, too, when you go to jail, for those dudes that are Jordan fans, and they know what you're in for, that's a notch on their belt. I, kick, I killed or fucked the niggas in the ass who killed Michael Jordan's daddy. I think that... I think you have to be... Honestly, I... I you'd have to be terrified. You you just took out the dad of of, of like this uh, one of the most important people. I, I'm I, I'm sorry. I do look at Michael Jordan as one of the most important people in the world, especially at that time. The influence, what he was doing. You 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 man. When you found out that it was, I they didn't they. I I would have turned myself in immediately. <laughs> Jesus. I don't think you have a choice at that point because there's no way. Well, he has the money to make sure that you're found, at least. Yeah. He has the money to make sure that they still are investigating the case, to put pressure on the case, to send people out, to hire other investigators. 
I, I, I don't know, like what you just said, you have that kind of influence, that kind of power. I mean, when you say that, he would never say that. But I mean, this is, uh, I don't want to make this the political episode, but this is where you don't want people say things like be Trump-esque. I mean, he could have easily just said, man, I just, I, if he would have said something as simple as, yeah, well, I know they caught the guys, man. If they, if, if they don't make it till tomorrow, I wouldn't mind at all. Right, 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 right. Trump-esque, I got you. <laughs> yeah. You know, if he, like a like a like a dog whistle. Yeah, like you don't have to put your hand on the back on their head when you put them in the police car. Yes, yes. You know, uh, I I wouldn't mind if they didn't make it to tomorrow. That was my dad. I'm talking about. Do you think they'd still be around if he said that? Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, you often said uh, Scottie Pippen is your favorite player. Um, I didn't know the Bulls won sixty games that year. Yeah, no. Scotty. I'm going I'm to echo what First Take has said, particularly Stephen A. Smith. Well, you know, both basically all the basketball uh, critics have said it. This docuseries makes Scotty look bad, man. I don't know. But, I don't know if it makes him look. I know what you're saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I want to. I want to. Between, between the migraine. Which wasn't his fault, but uh, refusing to go back into the game where he quit on his team and then not getting the surgery and missing 30 games into the next season when he could have got the surgery and been ready for the season. This don't make Scotty look good. It makes him look petty, man. And, and, and the thing that they pointed out, which even I was shocked, is when Scotty goes, if I had it to do all over again, I wouldn't change it. Like, dude. I don't know if I would change it is what he said. I don't know if I would change it. Listen, uh, the way I look at Scotty is there's a couple things. Uh, and and it, this goes to how you're structured as a human. Scotty made mistakes. When it came to basketball, he made some mistakes that are that because of Jordan, it's very – uh, it's highlighted in this series that the mistakes that he made. Um, that series, like when they were talking about Phil Jackson's and his triangle, that with Scotty running it, it was one of the it, it, the triangle really worked for that team without Jordan because there wasn't that one on one. I'm going to take it player. There was that all team and it worked. Um, so in that situation, you're Scotty. You get to the sixty win. You're getting, you getting. You got a lot of wins in. You're playing the best basketball you've ever played. You're the team leader. Now take Scotty out. And, and someone said this too. Take Scotty out of that situation. And now it's Coach and Jordan. And Phil, does he draw the play up for, for Jordan or for Coach? Jordan. So what did that say to Scotty at that moment? Now he, over, he didn't react correctly. But what does that say to Scotty at that moment? This is your team. You brought them. You you've been doing everything that Michael should that you to show that you're the guy for the team. You're leading the team. Michael's away. You get to showcase yourself, and and we know the Jerry. We know the the Kraus thing about how they wanted Kukoc in. This is Kraus's guy, uh, even though they're friends now at this point. But the play is drawn up for Kukoc and not for you. 
after everything you've done, after all the blood you dropped on this court, after every uh, after being part of the three titles that they have, and Phil draws it up for Ku Coach. That's something you handle after the game. He didn't handle it after the game. He, he, he so you definitely it. think he was wrong for not coming back? I think he was wrong for not coming out. I understood why he didn't come out. I wish he would have handled it after the game because then this would never be talked about. The migraine thing, it, it, it's if you ever had a migraine, you know some there are when they get that bad, you can't even have light. You'll you want to throw up. You just you get that sick from them. But then, you know, then you're playing with Jordan who plays with the flu in 103 temperature and comes out and has a great game. So well, for his, to his defense, he, he did play. He just wasn't effective. He wasn't effective. So it's and if you've had a migraine before, a real migraine, I mean, there's levels of migraines. If you have one of those that he was talking about, like I felt for him, I know what it feels like. I've had those several times in my life. Right. Uh, I felt that. I understood that. The the uh, the one where he doesn't get the surgery because he's in contract negotiations and they're fucking with him. I, I kind of get, you know, this is, people have to understand, yes, this is a team sport. Yes, I want to win championships. But you know what? This is also, this is also your job. And you're being disrespected by your manager or your, by the owner. This is your job. Well, here's, here's where I throw it to you from a business standpoint. Listen, I get it. Morally, Scotty has ground to stand on. Like, I fucking helped make you all this money. I've been with the team. Blah, 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 blah. I, but if we're being technical, business, you signed a contract. They could sue you. You're supposed to obligate, fulfill your obligations contractually. That doesn't mean I disagree with Scotty. I, I disagree with what he did because you have a contract. I get the whole contract thing, but like what he said is, okay, I have a contract to work during this time. You're not negotiating with me and what I feel is good faith. You're more worried about this player that you're bringing in, Tony Kukoc, than you are with me after I've already given you wins and I've given you my blood. You know what? I have other things that I want too. You want these. I want this. You're not negotiating with me. You know what? I'm going to enjoy my summer. And then if you haven't taken care of me, then I'll go have my surgery and then I'll go do the next thing. Yeah, it lets down the team. But again, this was also Scotty's job. He wasn't singularly focused like, like Michael Jordan is. He has other things that he's looking at and he's not being taken care of. Now, Jordan, even if he wasn't getting the money that he deserved, he had all the fame that he, deser- that he deserved and he was getting paid outside of um, basketball. He was getting paid for endorsements in basketball, but outside of the NBA game. Right. Scotty wasn't getting the same. I wonder why that is. How could you be a superstar like Scotty Pippen and not do endorsements? And it's funny because I don't remember seeing many commercials by Scotty Pippen. I, mean, I know he had Chicago commercials. He had re- uh, those local commercials. Yeah, but that's but that's not those national level because Jordan Jordan was big. He took up all the. I hate to say it this way, and this is not anti-Jordan, but he took all the light. Right. He absorbed all the light. He was he was the greatness. And it's really is tough because that's what gets missed. And that's what they did say on these talk shows. Yes, he did. He is shown in a bad light in this doc. But on the other hand, Jordan doesn't win these championships without Scotty. 
Uh, Scotty was one of the best players of all. Everybody admits he's one of the best players of all time. And if Scotty, this is the other thing that is so important to understand. Scotty did have a good year when Jordan wasn't there. He did bring his game to another level. But when Jordan came back, he pushed, he didn't push, but he didn't have to be pushed back. He fell back into his role. He knew what his role is. And you don't have, you don't have a championship team when you have people fighting for that lead position. He was the best player because there's very few players that would have his kind of talent and could take that number two space. Most of those go to another team. They don't renew their contracts. They go because they want to be, they would rather be the number one than have the championships. I remember when I saw the Jordan documentary, uh, IMAX that came out on IMAX. I forget what it was called. Lawrence Fishburne narrated it. But I think, you know, what he said was true. When Scotty was the man and he got a chance, you got it. He got a chance to understand what Jordan went through. It made him have a whole new appreciation for Jordan, yeah. which may, which may, which may have allowed him to slip back into his role. Like, oh, my God, being number one uh, not for me, because there was another clip that they showed that I totally forgot about. Not just Scotty not going back into the game, but he remember he was so frustrated. You saw him pick up the chair and throw it out into the to the court. Michael never did things like that. But Michael, you know. But again, that's why Michael, and I'm not I'm not saying that's the only reason, but that's why Michael had the commercials. Right. He was a good nigga, dude. He never got angry. <laughs> goes back to that embrace. What other what other words did I use? Embrace and uh I, I don't even remember. Uh, but yeah, easy to bring home, man. You know, um and again, everybody knows that I've mentioned it a thousand times. The Bulls were one bullshit call away. Hubert Davis, when 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 they called Pippen for the foul on a three point shot by Hubert Davis. Yeah. That was a bullshit call. Yeah, it was. That call doesn't happen. The Bulls are back in the finals without Jordan. Yeah, because that was the um, team that that was the that was the finals. Really, that was the toughest matchup that there was in that that in that playoff series. But had they gone to the finals, they would have faced Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets. No way they win that series <gasps> without Michael. No, with Michael, there are people who will go. Nah, yo, because Michael said himself, we have no answer for Hakeem. Yeah, now that is going to, that would have to be, to win that, that would have been not really Scotty winning that, not the Bulls winning that. That would have been Phil Jackson winning that. If, if they coaching. Could, yes, to beat Hakeem. Well, I think Phil Jackson out coaches the shit out of Rudy Topjanovich. I, I do too, but Rudy was a tough, hard nosed play, player. And he brought that to the game. And so it would have been, you know, could you, could that team break Scotty down? Could they make him become a regular guy mentally? With or without Jordan? Without Jordan. Could they have? Oh, without Jordan, they stand no chance. So that, that's what I'm just saying. Tom, Tom Jonovich's team would have got, I think, could have got Scotty out, out of his head, uh, broken him down mentally. Uh, it's tough though because I'm just, like I said I'm a Scotty fan. I don't like talking uh, negatively about him because I really like if you uh, Jordan is the guy that you you're in awe of. Scotty's the guy that I'd rather hang out with. 
you know, a lot of the, a lot of the teammates said Scotty was the glue. He was the uh, he was the opposite of Jordan. He put his arm around you and go, "Don't worry, yeah, pick you, you can up. make that shot, pick you up." So you know, yeah, you know, even the scene when they're in the uh, the training room and uh, they want to, you know, Jordan's drinking the beer. So he's drinking the beer and he's like, you know, I could have had a, a, a Gatorade, but you know, whatever, however, you know, however he said that. But when Scotty's drinking the beer, you know, Scotty goes home and he drinks that beer. Do you know what I mean? That's, right. I felt like that's Scotty. That's the guy. He didn't need his, I mean, if he smoked a cigar, he smoked a cigar. But I, I see if you go over to Scotty's house, if he had cigars, he had cigars, but it wasn't like he had to have cigars. Scotty just seems like. The, like I said, the guy you want to hang out with, the guy who's your dude. You know, we're going to go out, we're going to have a good time. It's it, it was just a different mentality, and not that Jordan might have been more that way if he had the opportunity to. He really didn't because his life was different than his. Uh, I just I just really liked him as a player, and, and, I, and I'm going to say that he made those mistakes because he never had he. I think those are learning and growing experiences, and he never had to be the lead. And when he was the lead, he made some mistakes. Uh, but I don't think it takes away from who he was as a player and who he is as the person. Um, I don't think that they win those championships without that person. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to. Let, let me let me let me go back. Let me go back for a second because I, I think Phil kind of addressed it. But I wanted to know why would Phil pick Kukoc over him? I think he said because Kukoc has made this shot before. Yeah, they ran so the play. He, so, yeah, they right. ran the play earlier, and it was open, and, and it was a shot that Kukoc could make. So, you know, with the Phil mentality, the Zen master, it wasn't about egos or who was the lead. It was more about which play, draw, draw it upright, confuses the, the defense the most, and puts you in the best position to win. So you say with 100% certainty, based on that, same scenario, but Mike is there. He's drawing up to play for Mike instead of Kukoc, even though Kukoc makes that shot in, in, in the past. You 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 think Jordan lets him put that play in going to Kukoc? It's not no. a, it's not a matter of does does Phil. I don't think Jordan would allow that to happen. And then that ego. Yeah, it wasn't allowed to happen. It would have had to go to Jordan. It would have been like the like the Jordan. It would have been different. It would have been the ball goes to Jordan. Jordan sees what he has. If he doesn't have it, then we roll the play to Kukoc. That would have been the play, but it would have been Jordan first. No, it would have had to only been one play because it was one point something on the clock, so there wouldn't have been time for that. Uh, then it that goes, was a one shot deal. Then it goes to Jordan. There's just no way you you right. you know you you go with who gets you there. And that was the thing. You go with who gets you there, and Scotty got him there, and they didn't go with him. I understand the frustration, but it was the wrong. You don't make that decision on the court. You make it in the office after the game. You know, there's a very, there's a very, this, this, I'm not going to, I got two things that I want to say before we go any further because I got to get this one in. And the other one kind of pertains to this and kind of doesn't. Um, the, uh, what's up with Jordan's mustache, though? We talk a lot about Jordan. We give him, his mustache has gotten worse, not better. When he enters the NBA, his mustache is very like Eddie Murphy mustache. Now, Eddie Murphy <laughs> has a very full, nice man mustache now. Right. What the fuck has happened to Jordan's mustache? 
Hey, man, as long as he got rid of the Hitler mustache, we good. I, the Hitler one was a bad choice. <laughs> it's never been able to make a comeback. Even these hipsters that run around all over the East Coast and West Coast, right. they can't make that one come back. I didn't understand. But his mustache, where's that? And this is what I'm going to say, though, going back to the Scotty Pippen thing and taking care of it in the back office. And this is off, off sports. For the record, for the record. Jordan's not aging well between the red eyes, the mustache, and that finger, nigga. <laughs> Did you see that finger? That motherfucker is pointing uh, east to west, nigga. Dude, you get your fingers fucked up when you play basketball that long. <laughs> uh, there's, this, there's, a, there's this famous thing in Seinfeld, and I'm only using Seinfeld because he was in this, so I can use this for what I, what I want to relate to Scottie Pippen. Um. If you ever watch Seinfeld, there's all these episodes. There's one episode, uh, and they're always all in the episodes. All the characters make an appearance in the episodes. Uh, I think there might have been Julia Louis, uh, Louis Dreyfus was gone for uh, because she was pregnant. I don't think she might have been in an episode or two that she missed. But anyway, for the most part, they're in every episode, and they're always they always have a, a storyline in Seinfeld. They wrote this one uh, called um, uh, the. I think it's it's where they're at the Asian restaurant. They're at the Chinese restaurant. I think it's called Chinese restaurant, and they're waiting for a table. And Kramer's not in that. Michael Richards not in it. <clears throat> so they do the episode. They put it out, and it's a big episode. And it's a big deal. Michael Richards went to go see uh, Larry David, and he said this. He said, "Listen," he said, uh, "I came onto this as an ensemble." I want to work. I, I love working here. I love working. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. I love working with you guys. But if you ever don't write me into an episode, just write me out for the rest of the time, forever. Like either I'm in it or I'm not. And he handled that through the back, and that never came out to years later that that, that that he went in and said that. And he was always in every episode after that. That never left him out of an episode. So the point that I'm saying is, that's how you handle shit. You go into, uh, you go see Phil. Phil's the Zen master. Phil will understand you emotionally and say, hey, I, I, I've done this. I've been here for this. And this is the play that you wrote. This is why I'm frustrated. They could have hashed it out. And, and I, I think, well, I think you take that part out. It changes Scotty's whole legacy. At least you hope so. Because the, the show is called Seinfeld. So if Jerry had not been cool about it, guess what? He wouldn't be in it. You are not any more episodes. What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal with Michael Richards? Kramer's not in any episodes. Um, but I'm just saying that's how you, but if he would have went on like a magazine and said, hey man, if they ever write me out of another episode, I'm not going to do any more Seinfelds. Well, then you're probably not right. going to be in any more episodes. You, right. Yeah. You got, you, it's, it's not, it's not the play. You, it's, it's, it's not the team you're playing. Sometimes it's the play you call. So you, you got to figure it out for yourself. I want to go to something funny uh, that uh, uh, since we were talking about for a second, the Rockets and Halim, Hakeem Olajuwon. Again, one, I've said it many times on the podcast. One of my favorite shows is Open Court on NBA TNT. And Kenny Smith was telling a story about um, Hakeem Olajuwon having tendonitis. And uh, uh, um, Kenny Smith was like, I never heard i wasn't familiar i never had tendonitis so i wasn't familiar with what that pain was so he goes to he's sitting in the locker room with a king and he goes 
Akeem, what, what, what is tendonitis? What is that? What does it feel like? He goes, it's like a migraine. It's a headache in your knee. <laughs> so it's just headache in your knee. So I, when you brought that up, I just like that story. But I got to go back to – go ahead. No, no, I like that. Oh, that's good. I got to go back to one thing since before we get off Scotty. I will say this. That year, Jordan didn't play. Scotty Pippen, hands down, has one of the greatest dunks of all time. When you talk about Michael Jordan's greatest moves, of course we remember Jordan in the garden going baseline and being chased by John Stark in Oakley. Then he changes back the other direction and dunks on Patrick Ewing. Dude, that dunk, dunk? of Scottie Pippen dunking on Patrick Ewing. And what made it so fierce was not just the body-on-body contact, but Patrick Ewing falling to the ground on his back, Pippen walking over him to the point where Ewing got frustrated and pushed him like, fuck off me. And then Pippen walks over to Spike Lee and watch his mouth and his, and his motion. He goes, sit your ass down. That, that it is one Man. of the most- it was one. Woo. It was honestly, if you're a Pippin fan, it's like one of the best days of your life. It was even if you, even if you ain't a Pippin fan, that goes down in basketball lore yeah. as one of the greatest on you posterized dunks of all time. And that's what I loved about Scotty. When Scotty brought his A game, he was ferocious. People forget uh, Scotty's the. I think is probably the last player to use the backboard from distance. Yes. Unbelievable. Shot. Unbelievable yes. shot. His dunks though, because of his height and the way that and he can get up. Dude, he had some of the best dunks in the, he just, this is, this is the thing. When you play behind someone like Michael Jordan, you're number one on any other team, except, right. except the Rockets. And right. and not on Barkley's team either. But you're not going to be the complimentary player. He he took his role, man. He played the game that was that was brought to him. This is why when he makes those mistakes, I don't look at it the same way because the game was never about him before. That one year, it's about him. Right, right. Um, now let me get to some of the juicy shit. Uh, this is the part I like. Uh, Michael Jordan for all of his, and you know I love the way they, the way they gave the floor to Will Purdue and Judd Bushler. Was he an asshole? Yeah, hell, we were scared of him. And I quote, Michael Jordan, why you keep fucking up that play, you fathead motherfucker? Make a layup, you dumbass, bitch, hoe. Now, let me ask you something. Is there a thin line between tough love slash motivation or disrespect? Not to Jordan, there wasn't. So you don't think him, fathead motherfucker, bitch, you hoe, that's not disrespectful? I think in the in the course of of playing the game to him it wasn't disrespectful. The only time you when you see it when they talk about punching Kerr, and he goes, "I I punched the smallest guy on the team. I felt that big." And he puts up his fingers. Right. 
that's the only time that I like. I, obviously, he felt all those emotions that you're talking about, calling someone a bitch, calling someone the fathead motherfucker. All that he did feel. I think he did feel it. Obviously, if you if he tells you that part about Kerr, but he always felt justified, except for punching Kerr. That was the only one where he went, okay, I took it too far. I think he felt justified knowing that he was he was looking for the motivation. If you can't take this, how are you going to take it in the game? How this? I'm making you game ready. That's how I look at what he did. Why he didn't feel so? So, so other than Steve Kerr, which I totally agree with your assessment, that other stuff ain't disrespectful. Not to him. It's it's if if you can't, no, not to him. Not, but do you think to those other guys? Looking back, receiving end. at the time of, they thought it was disrespectful. But I think now, even when you watch them, I think you can tell what they they understood it or figured it out at this point. I think that they understood, they understand Jordan better where they know that it wasn't meant as disrespect, even though they probably felt that way at the time. They knew that what it was, was him getting them past, if they could get past him, they're going to get past the other team. And I think I think that's the only way he looked at it. Let's have a little fun, Andy. Uh, I am trying to motivate you better as a podcast partner, and I'm Jordan. Um, Andy, get your motherfucking notes together, you fathead motherfucker. Goddamn, man. Read what you wrote, bitch. Ho. That's not, there's nothing wrong in that. No, because if, if you called me out, if we were doing something, let's say we're doing something live, and I didn't have my notes, and I, and you everything you just said, I would go fuck, man. You go, I better have my shit together. I'm 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 wrong. You have to know in that moment you were wrong, and he just called you out. Whether he called you out, I, when you thick whiskers, glasses, double yeah. vision, nigga, get your shit together. When you're called out, do you really do you really hear just? The, I mean, you might want to focus on the shitty things that they said to you, but really, the reason you got called out is because what you fucked up on. You know, yes, but there's a thin line between doing saying that to get you motivated. Like, like you're, you're almost embarrassing them in front of the other people. It's still men, and no man wants to be embarrassed. Right, so you're going to work harder not to get embarrassed. I wish they would have told the one story where they said Jordan talked that way to Bill Cartwright, and Bill Cartwright pulled Jordan aside and said, if you ever talk to me like that again, I'll break your fucking legs. And Mike never talked to him that way again. But but see, that's that's the thing. That's what you just that's what Michael wanted. He wanted and he says this. I he needed people to stand up to him. He needed that's when he knew that you were where he needed you to be. Uh Shannon Sharp was talking about this on uh that show, that show the, the Skilp. Yeah, the Let one, me take some skilp. <laughs> Slave mushmouth ass nigga. He talked he talked about I would be Jordan's ass. If he did that to me, took away my food. What he was talking about horse. Why food. does he have such a hard on for Michael? But this is because the thing is, Michael wouldn't have if 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 Shannon Sharp is the guy that he said he would be, I would do this to Jordan if he did that, I would do this. Then Jordan would never have to do that to him because he was already there. He was already mentally where Jordan would want him to be. He didn't do that to Scotty uh, like on a regular basis after Scotty got to where he wanted him to be. He needed you to be at a level, like you said, like he said, and everybody agreed with it. I don't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Right. Jordan was already at that level, that level of 
just before you break, just before you're ready to explode, to take that feeling, that mentality, that passion, that physicality onto the court and to do it in a way that you're so angry, but you play in control. That's what he wanted from people. That's what he was looking for. And so when Cartwright in control goes up to him, goes, I'll break your fucking legs if you do, if you come. That's, he realizes I got that. That guy's there for me. He's in it. He got it. And he's in control. That's the dude. So is he really realizing that? Or is he going, this motherfucker might break my legs. This motherfucker might break my legs. That's who I want on the court with me. The guy, if he wanted to break my legs for what I just did to him, He's going to want right. to break their fucking legs for what they're going to do to right. us. We're in the right, right place. I, right. I get it. I get the mentality. It doesn't always work. I was, I was manager in a restaurant for a long time. I was mean. I'm not, I didn't realize I was mean. I, I, didn't, I, I just thought I was kind of funny, but I was a dick. And the way that I did things, I don't want to say I was Jordan S, but I said things that were cutting or made people feel small because I wanted them to, to rise above that. But what happens to most people is that they they get mad at you and then they they cower and then they're no good or you ruin them as your employee. These aren't employed by Michael. These are these are athletes and he wanted to punch them into the face until they were ready to do what he the war that he wanted to wage or that they would go away and go on a different team because like he said if you if you didn't want to play the way I played then then don't play with me. And that was an option. <coughs> Quick side note. Uh Michael Jordan is playing against Muggsy Bogues and he says to Muggsy Bogues, you fucking midget, what you think you're going to do with that ball? You're just a fucking midget. Muggsy Bogues said his game was never the same after that. But that Michael destroyed him. Mentally. And that was the win. <laughs> Michael wasn't there to build up the other team. Wow. Man, uh, that's what and I love when they talk about talking shit. And he was so good at it. And he he and this is why that's Pippin story where Scotty says something to um, Spike Lee. That was Jordan that would talk shit to Spike Lee. He would talk to the fan. He would say shit to Spike Lee. That's where you saw where Scotty was actually like, "Why I'm disappointed a play wasn't called for him." He was talking shit to Spike Lee. Right. He he broke through. That's what, that's what everyone, that's what, that would, that was Jordan S. If Jordan saw that's what he wanted, that's what he was looking for to be that much above it where that doesn't even phase you anymore. Now I'm talking shit to the guy who's spending $10,000 for the seat just to talk shit to him because he's there to talk shit to me. All right. You want to do this? Let's go. That's the guy. Now, now we're upon that moment that we first started. And this is why I'm telling you, call me a groupie. Call me on his, and I've, and I've had a lot of people on Instagram get, get at me. Yo, get off your knees. Take that nigga dick out your mouth. You on this nigga's nuts. Whatever, nigga. I love greatness. And there's a part of me that wishes my work ethic was as good as Jordan's. Because I know if it was, I'd be in a different place. I got the talent all day, but my work ethic stinks. Uh, I, I, like I said, there were times when I remember I performed at the Universal Amphitheater and I got done and I would do this on occasion. If I got a standing ovation and I killed it, I'd drop to one knee and I'd take my fist and I'd pound the stage floor three times and come up with my fist pumped in the air with that Michael Jordan upside down smile like, yeah, that's, I, I just love this motherfucker. So again, 
up until this documentary, everything we've ever seen has been like Mike. If I could be like Mike, the image, the safety. He doesn't do interviews often. He doesn't commentate the games like Isaiah and Magic did and like Chris Webber does now. He doesn't go on open court and kick it with the guys. And I always said, I would give my left nut to hang around with the nigga I know exists. Fathead motherfucker, bitch, hoe, cigar, tequila, brandy. That's the Jordan I want. Cut to, so I played the game. And if you tear, choking up, if you play the game on my level, then don't play the game. Break. Oh, that was dope. But it's Are you kidding me? That was great. But it's also reflective because he also knew in that, in that watching him break up, he also knew that he didn't have the relationship with people that he could have had. Had he not and then he might not have had six rings then. He, he, he admits that openly. I, I'm here to win basketball. I'm here to win championships. He wouldn't have had those rings. So that being said, there is, you could see, you could tell at, at some point in your life when the rings are on the shelf and you don't play the game that same way anymore and you're at home, maybe you would have liked to have been able to call up Will Purdue. Go ahead, man. You want to play blackjack for a dollar hand? Hey, you know, how, which, how you want it? You want to win or you want to play blackjack for a dollar hand? He, but I think he, I, I think at this point in his life, he knew what he wanted then. But as you get older and you reflect, you go, it would have been nice to have those dudes over the house. It would have been nice. It would be nice to have that now. But he didn't, he didn't foster those kind of relationships. His relationship, as he said, was to be on the court and win games. And those, I ain't mad at it. And those people, that, I ain't mad at it. And those people on the floor with him were the other employees of the team that were there for one function that was to win games and championships. And so he, as, as the acting manager on the floor, that's what he did. That's what he wanted. And he did his job. Not everybody. I love it. Yeah, not everybody's going to be your friend. And, and, and to see him have that emotion and tear up to the point where he just, he, and he didn't, because <laughs> that ain't him. But he, it was enough. Yeah. And he went, break. It was enough. And they ended it on break. They made him human. They made him human. That was enough. All you had to do was see the humanity in him, that he understood. He understood. He understood. But that's why Ahmad Rashad is like one of his closest friends. Because Ahmad Rashad wasn't a basketball player. He can right. have a relationship with someone from another sport. There's no, that, 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 that understood what it's like to play a sport. Not the same sport where like Charles and him. Yeah. It's going to be all about this. It's a back and forth, the basketball Charles didn't get championships. And now Charles is talking in a different way about, uh, Jordan and some of it selective when, when, when he brought up that it was selective, how he, uh, distribute, uh, distributes his, uh, uh, I, I guess he, how he goes after people selectively, the smallest right. guy on the court. I, I don't think that's what it is. Because like you just said, Bill Cartwright, and, and they said, they, and in some other interviews that I've heard, that he was that way with everybody. Just people handled it differently. Some people handled it, handled it off the court like Bill Cartwright did. Right. So, you know, I, I look at Oakley, which was one of his best friends. Like They were friends when they came on 
when he came to Chicago. Oakley wouldn't have. But I don't think he needed to go at Oakley like that. that. That's what I was going to say. There's a guy that already was hardened. He understood the physical play. He was going to go and play. And you know what, Jordan? And this is, I guess, what this is what it comes down to. Jordan wanted. He played above his ability. He's six six in a league that he's getting beat up. He, well, I'm not. I'm not strong enough. I, I don't have enough. I don't have enough muscle because they're beating the shit out of me. I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to keep playing until I'm be- better than me. I'm going to keep going until I'm better than me. I want to be able to. Every every year was about beating his old self. I'm going to be better than me. He wanted people to play better than what their physical abilities would allow them to play, because he did that. Right. You know, uh, episode eight, when he's sitting in his locker and he's playing with the baseball bat and he's got the cigar in his mouth and he's talking about BJ Armstrong, the game before. And he goes, uh, it's one thing to talk shit when you're up and the game's almost over. Talk shit when the score is zero, zero. And the game before BJ had celebrated. And this is why I fucking love this dude. BJ had celebrated because they won that game. Oh, boy. And this is, again, why I say, when you when, to the people listening to this, you're going to hear it on tomorrow's podcast and the emails. But the guy that goes, fuck killer instinct. No. When you beat Michael, Michael went, I'm going to fuck you up. LeBron doesn't think that way. So, so Jordan comes out the next game against BJ to prove a point. Nah, motherfucker. And destroys him. LeBron doesn't do that. And my whole thing is bigger, stronger, faster. If you have the ability to be the monster, be the monster. What, what, does, what fucking does it matter? You're bigger, stronger, faster, and you're not doing it. But he, but he is doing it right now. He is playing at a, at a if, level. If, if, if LeBron had Michael Jordan's killer instinct and attitude, bitch, ho, fathead motherfucker, that kind of... I would go as far as to say, you know what? He might be better than Michael. Because now, bigger, stronger, faster means something. Well, listen, I love Charles Barkley. Played in Phoenix. Love the dude. Love his game. Love how he played basketball. But he lost that 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 year. Not physically, mentally. You talking about to Michael? Yeah. Michael just when you t- and what made when it goes to I'm not saying that LeBron doesn't have a killer mentality. I'm not saying that he doesn't have that ability to hit that other gear. What I'm saying is Michael played that way all the time. Every game, no matter what it was, and was so good at it that Barkley even said in that when he says it was the first time in my life that I realized there was someone on the court that was better than me. But once he came to that realization, the series was over. Yeah, Uh, and and that's what Jordan did to you. That's what he did because that's. He wasn't, I love it. I love it. He's not just playing a game of physical. That, that's what I'm saying. To play above. Put your, your musty dick on the table, nigga. Play Oof. above. Play above what you can play. Play above your physical ability. And that's when you become. And I hate to say this. That's when you become the spiritual part of an athlete. 
when your when your will to win is stronger than anybody else's will to win. It doesn't make a difference <sighs> if you have the flu. It doesn't make a difference what you have. <clears throat> but Michael lost games too, so you know it wasn't always there. I'm not saying that he could he could he could. Uh, it wasn't like magic where he could just. And I don't mean magic. Yeah, but my whole thing. Yeah, my whole thing is players feared him. They don't fear LeBron. They feared MJ. When Glenn Rice even was like, yo, uh, when, when, when BJ celebrated like that. I was like, oh, went, oh no. We don't woke no. Mike up. Yeah. We yeah. woke Mike up. Horace Grant said, when Nick Anderson said, 45, don't play like 23. Oh, no. Oh, man. No one says that about LeBron. Oh, man. That fucking, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's really hard if you think about it like this. And this could be even the the bigger difference between LeBron and Jordan. When you know that you're the best player on the court, when you're the number one player, it's hard to come out every day and prove it again. Mike did it. Every game. Every goddamn game. That's the hardest part to be. And that's why I said when you're on top, that's why he needed that break. That's why he needed to go play baseball. Right, because he kept doing it right. Yeah. I don't think that he could improve it. I don't think in because he he required so much of himself. I don't think he could have done it a fourth year because he didn't have it. He didn't have that love. That came back when he took that year and a half off. I really think that it's, we're looking at something that is not once in a generation. It's once in a sport. Right. And that's why I keep saying he's the GOAT. Like even his trainer said uh, – Mike said, look, if you're going to take three hours out of your day to watch me play, I got to give you my best. You know, uh, that story about the dude from the Washington Bullets, Lambert, I think it was Michael Lambert, when he said he, he had 37 for the whole game. Mike played poorly. He told Mike, hey, nice game, Mike. Mike said, watch this. Next game, he scores what that dude had the whole game in the first half. And then later admitted, wow. that, and then later admitted that the guy never really even said that to him. Well, he said it with a smile, so we don't know if he if he's joking or not. Yeah, my favorite part that gets missed uh, that I think that they left in, which was really says something about who Jordan is about that 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 intensity. Craig Sager is one is the guy who asked him the question that he went off on the reporter. You remember? Right. That? And Craig Sager yeah. is one of the nicest basketball guys ever. And he lit him up in that interview. And, yeah. And Sager, Sager passed, so, you know, rest in peace to that dude, too, because he was a cool dude. He was the one who always wore the really... The wild. Um, the, the, the suits only niggas in Detroit wear. <laughs> and, and when he went after him, I was like, I, I, I had never seen that before. And I was like, oh, man, he even fucking took him out. He didn't, he didn't hold back for anybody. It could be a little girl with holding daisies in her hand, but if she was standing in front of what he needed to do, she wasn't going to be standing there after he went by. Right, he was right. that guy. Let me ask you something, Andy. And, and Neri hit me about this. And I laughed my ass off. How hard did you laugh about the Gary Payton thing? Do I, <laughs> I... I love that! I wanted to laugh, but I felt so bad for Gary Payton at the same do, time. Do you know how many people are laughing at him? Because of that. Like, Jordan played that nigga with that. Yo, I'd never back down. All you had to do was bang him and beat him up. And when Mike left, 
and then gave the fucking thing back and went, I never had a problem with the glove. I never had a problem with Gary Payton. And hands it back. And then he wow. says something so, it's just so there. He goes, I had other shit going on. <laughs> it was so simple what he said. It wasn't even oh. worth saying, I had other shit going on. That's in his mind. And then when he right. wins the championships on Father's Day, you get what he's, you, you get with the, right. the gist. Right. But. Man, I I felt sorry because Gary Payton was a great player. Don't people, but like you just like he said, yeah, I, I had no problem. And listen, it, it might have been different if the series started out one one, two two, maybe even two one Sonics. It would be like oh, yeah, whatever, Mike. They were one game away from a sweep. And, and Father's Day was coming up. So, again, as much as it might seem like I'm on Jordan's dick, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the timing. They were up 3-0. Father's Day is around the corner. Yeah, I believe it. Mike had something on his mind. But uh, on the other hand, Peyton wasn't wasn't on Jordan from the beginning. He wasn't defending him. George Carl, they, did you see the sports center afterwards or Carl? Yes. Yes. He said they were protecting him a little bit because he had a, a thigh injury, like a, a hamstring injury, I think. <laughs> what a, you know, it is, it is what it is. Payton was a great defender and he wasn't on Jordan the first three games. That is true. Did it make a, a difference? <laughs> right, right. I'm a quote. When I read somebody on Instagram say, to anybody else, Peyton was the glove. To Michael, he was the mitten. <laughs> like, come on, man. Nobody could stop Mike. Nobody. Even the people that were hailed as the Jordan stoppers. I forget what the guys, who the guy's name was. Oh, Gerald Wilkins from the Knicks, that yeah. 93 season was supposed to be the Jordan stopper. And I remember after Mike destroyed them, Mike said during the press conference, you know, the Jordan stopper had a tough time tonight, but uh, he'll be ready to go tomorrow, and so will I. So it's just whether it's been Gerald Wilkins, Ron Harper, who Mike even said during the Cleveland years yeah. was a tough defender. Should have been on him when that last Joe time. Dumars, who did a good job on Mike, uh, but none of them really ever stopped them. But there are players like that in the NBA still where you have to have multiple players because you can't stop their offensive game. Well, what was my man's name? Bruce Bowen from the Spurs was supposed to be the Kobe stopper. There was another dude from Portland, ugly dude, was supposed to be the Kobe stopper. Same thing. They ain't stop shit. They might have got in the way a little bit, but they didn't stop shit. Ultimately. Um, and then, you know, what a great way to end this. Uh, again, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm repetitive, but I'm only, uh, I'm only going based off what we've seen. We all saw the fucking clip when he won it on Father's Day in the locker room on his belly yeah. crying. But we never heard it. Dude, to hear him, yeah. I, I teared up. <sighs> To hear it, it went on for a long time. Yeah, I, I, you, I, I think you, I've heard quit. it. I think I've heard it before, but it was just like very quick. It was like a second. I never heard it. 
I always saw the image of him on his stomach with his back going into seizures, but I never heard it. What a difference. Yeah. What a difference. When Ahmad interviewed him, when my father meets me, he's been going, this is for daddy. Oh man! When you do Come when, on, sad man. Jordan, sad Jordan to me. When you do sad Jordan, it sounds like Happy Rocky. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Just, just, I love the humanity of it. I just, I fucking love it. I, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed when it ends, though. But they could do. I don't know how much more they're going to do. I this. Okay, let me ask you this question then. In this. If we had sports going on right now, though, would people be paying attention yes. like they are right now? Yes. You Listen, think- good, good is good, man. At the end of the day, good is good. And if shit is really good, people find it. It don't have to find you. People will come, man. People will come. You can't keep greatness a secret. If there's a bitch in the neighborhood who got the baddest pussy on the planet, we're going to get out. <laughs> we're getting out, nigga. This was great. Dude, this was great television, man. This has been great television. Okay. Now, here's the other part, though. We're in coronavirus. Coronavirus. And LeBron can't respond. How does LeBron respond to this now? You talking about the documentary or, or yeah, no, no, or, like he, he, LeBron is still a, a dominant player. He can't go on the court to respond. You, you know, here's what I'll say in LeBron's defense a little bit. And this is where I actually feel bad for him because between never really having great teammates, even though I can't say that because again, Bosch and Dwayne Wade and Kyrie and Love finally helped him get rings. I don't know, dude. It just, there's three and six, the record. Yeah. And let's be honest, if this COVID thing didn't happen, the Lakers were going to win it this year. Maybe. They were going to, nah, it, it, barring injury, the Lakers were going to win this year. And what sucks is he could be four and six. But now, obviously, if this season is a wash, well, that's not going to happen. And obviously, if they come back next year, with the same squad, you might say they'll win it then too. But the problem is, it's a whole new year. Yeah. Somebody might get hurt. Yeah. Something might happen. The chemistry, I don't know. But this was their best shot, and now that shot. And we don't know what will happen next year. So let's say he wins one more, and that's it before his career is finally over. He's four and six. Could have been five and six, maybe. Still a loop. Oh. Listen, man, you're just not going to get me to believe that four and six or even five and six beats six and oh. And, and with this season down the drain because of COVID, we'll never know. Now there's an asterisk. It just, his shit's tainted, man. Uh, I feel bad for him, but. I'm going to change this and I'm going to ask you a question in a different way. Cause this is uh this is the other question. Now that we saw this, now that we've seen this documentary, who would you rather, if you had to choose Michael Jordan beginning to end Michael Jordan, I'd, I'd be Braun. 
You're crazy. You got you got to deal with your dad's death, the way he died. You have to deal with uh, being in a place in life where you are a, a singular unit. You went from playing basketball. You did play baseball for a while, but now you're uh, you, now you you own a team. You're basketball. LeBron has a has a wider future, a bigger a bigger audience. He has he he has uh, I think a, a different kind of life and relationship with his family. That's not that that that's. I just said from a personal perspective, not who you are as a as a single unit, not as a player, living a personal life. You have the same wealth, not the exact same wealth, but you are both wealthy. I think it's worth it to play with Michael just to hear you fathead motherfucker. You bitch, you hoe, and punch Steve Kerr in the face. Uh that's how good you are that even you get punched in the face and you can call up the guy and work it out. There you go, dude. That's the greatness. But I, I you know, seeing the documentary, seeing Jordan's self-reflection, seeing whether he's the best or the greatest, I, I got to say that I understand a little bit, uh, looking at it from a younger person's perspective, looking at LeBron, looking at what his life is and what his future is. Man, I understand how they relate to him in a different way and why they would want to be, why they defend him. Because in the end, if I had to, if I had to choose, if I had to say I'm going to be, uh, did you ever see Heaven Can Wait? Where he, he jumps into another person's body? No. Say, anyway, I, I, I would take LeBron's situation. Dude, let me tell you, I saw a clip today on Instagram. I, I don't know if it's an old clip, but uh, I saw a clip where LeBron James gets off of a bus or something and he's going, I think, into a restaurant or something. And this black father goes, hey, LeBron, can my boys get a picture with you? And his two, LeBron goes, sure. And his two sons, one on each side of LeBron, takes a picture. LeBron goes, hey, man, nice to meet y'all. And he leaves. Jordan could never do that. And I would love to just say I was a part of a rock star movement. Pippen, 72 and 10 Bulls. Dennis Rodman, the Zen master, Jordan, rock star shit. I, 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 I'd want to say I was a part of that. I think, it, I think it looks better from above than it does actually living it. I would take the being able to take a picture with, with those two kids and being able to go about my life than, than Jordan's situation living inside of, a, uh, of the hotel, not being able to go outside. I, I, I really would, and I know that, but I mean, don't forget the part where you see Jordan going. A lot of people say they'd like to be Michael Jordan. Well, I'm, I'm, not necessar- I'm not necessarily saying being Michael. I'm saying as a teammate. No, I'm saying being. Who would you rather be? Uh, oh, was that the real original question? Yeah, who would you rather be? Oh, I don't believe you, you had to ask me that. You'd still rather be Jordan. Are you fucking kidding me? I would take LeBron's life. LeBron has no a better way. life. No way. His life. No iconic basketball global god. A lot of people would like to be Michael Jordan for a day or maybe a month, but they don't know what it's like to be Michael Jordan. I refuse to believe it's all that bad. You, you, you I refuse to believe that. Because if you've ever been on the other side of that, guess what? Let me be Michael Jordan for a second. I'm going to be Michael. Ready? Yeah. But from my side, uh, being able to go anywhere I want to go and people not hound me uh, and I don't get all the accolations and the, and the love and the 
respect of people bowing to me, yeah, I'm there. I'm ready to try something new. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I'm ready to leave this life and try that life. I've been on the other side of not having that, wanting it. Let me try my shit for a minute. I want my shit, yo. Le- Le- LeBron gets both the best of both worlds, though. I, nah, nah, it ain't, nah, not to that level. Maybe he don't get it to MJ's level. No, he doesn't get it to that level, but he gets a respect. He gets, he, you know what? The difference is Jordan is working on, uh, with, with the NBA team owner, uh, general manager, still in basketball. Braun has movies in the works. Braun has shows on, on Netflix. Braun, when he does his second chapter, it's not going to be part of the same book. It's not going to be part one and part two. It's, it's a whole new chapter, a whole new life that he gets to live. He gets to put himself in a whole different situation. I, 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 I really admire him for that. I really respect what he's, how he's living his life and what his future looks like. I, 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 I resp- obviously, I respect Michael. He's my favorite player. He's the GOAT. But I think that comes uh, at a hefty price. And- <laughs> okay, before we get off this topic... Uh, since we talk about mics, did you see what I sent you? The latest Tyson clip? Yeah. The, the one him hitting the thing, but more? Yeah. Dude, we came up with monsters, man. <laughs> we, you, you and I came up with monsters. Michael Jordan, Michael Tyson, Michael Jackson. We came up with monsters in our era. Motherfuckers that were the best at what they did. Destroyed you. So, yes, I respect LeBron. Yes, he's incredible. But, man, I, have, I come from monsters, my guy. Yeah, don't forget when you're, do doing, when you're doing all those M's. There's Michael Douglas. Been eating pussy hard since 1972. Who's Michael Douglas? There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, no one's going to remember who Michael Douglas is, even though he's still making movies. But I just think that's yeah, I, it took me a second, but damn it, I know. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm about ready to run out of juice on this uh, this phone. So uh, we're done. I think we're this done. is the wrap, right? This is the wrap. Yeah, this is the wrap. This is the wrap. Two more episodes next week. Last two of the last dance. Uh, it's going to be tearful for me. Tomorrow's uh, an email episode. Tomorrow, hey, tomorrow's an email episode. Please check it out uh, where I address the Django on this topic. <laughs> even, and, though, and, well, yeah. even, even though it's an email episode, it's still going to be a lot of Jordan talk, but it's, it's good. It's from a different perspective completely. So it's going to be. And I get heated, goddammit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail. Andy Cobb. Love y'all. Sorry. Oh, love y'all. Uh, and yeah, I'm. I'm uh, this is for daddy. AndyComedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, talk to you. Hi, dog. Can you feel it, baby?